through the wind. I saw some images, so I could sort of make some assumptions. And there were images of looked like adults with school children. And I was scanning through the scribbly lines as it was all in Thai. And that's what Thai looks like to me in its written form. I was scanning through it and I saw a couple of English words said open house. I was like, okay, this is probably going to be an open house sometime. And I scanned further and I saw a number, like a numeric number. It was something for the likes of 19, something around there, doesn't matter. 19 plus a Thai word near 2562. So knowing this, knowing I saw the images of adults and school children, plus the English words open house, and plus uh, the numeric numbers, 19 and 2562. And 2562 is the Thai word or for this, the, the Thai year for 2019, which was last year. But so knowing all this, I could reasonably assume that there was going to be an open house on the 19th of August or July 20, 2562, which is 2019. So it was going to be this coming Saturday at the time. Based on my guesstimations, that's why I said. So after the work week and it was the weekend, Saturday, I decided to get up a little bit earlier to go to the school and see if there was actually an open house so that I could uh, talk to some of the parents as open house they bring, they bring in parents. So I went to school and there was an open house. And I walked up the stairs and I saw the head of head teacher, head Thai teacher. her and she was very surprised to see me. And she asked me, saying, do you want to talk to some of the parents? I said, yes. And do you speak Thai? Like, well, not enough to hold a decent conversation. So Miss Ad, she disappeared for a little bit. And when she came back, she had another teacher with her. A young, rather good-looking teacher, let's call her Miss Chi, had a warm smile on her face as Thailand is the land of smiles. And Miss Chi, she explained to me that she was going to be my translator while I was talking to these parents, as many of them don't speak fluent English and I don't speak fluent Thai. It's going to be a language barrier. And she was there to mediate that, Miss Chi. So both of us started setting up makeshift stations for our being these parents, which I met countless of countless numbers of parents and learned bits and pieces more about some of my students. Such as, I learned that there were certain students there, well, certain students in particular, 
that came from a troubled family raised by a single mother. So, reason being that he didn't care about anything, he just wanted to play video games, seventh grade boy. And it wasn't just my class he was just interested in, it was all of his other classes as well. And another student, his mother told me that he was slightly autistic, according to the mother. And yet another student found English to be unnecessary, so he didn't like to pay attention in class. And I was meeting more and more of these parents, they started to blur together and become one. Because I'm not used to meeting all these people all at the same time. And I remember though that there was one So this parent, she said she was the mom of a ninth grade boy. This ninth grade boy, I remember, he is the most challenging student I've ever had to deal with. And I remember the parent from the present that I talked about used to teach. But those two classes they moved to a different school. And as they moved to a different school, I remember thinking, thinking to myself, now why didn't you just take this boy along with you? I don't want to teach him. I was thinking that to myself. Of course, it wasn't to be. So I met this mom and we started off just some basic pleasantries. We were just talking with one another. And uh, as we were introducing each other, as we were introducing each other to each other, one another, I learned that I said to her that I thought he was the worst student I've ever had to deal with in my life. Worst student out of all of these nine years old students. I continued saying things such as, I don't know if this boy thinks he has a silver spoon in his mouth and he doesn't have to work because he's just going to inherit things, and so on and so forth. And as I was saying this, I could tell that this chief who has been so kind as in to help me translate translate my words in this high to all these parents so they can understand. She began to hesitate in translating as she can tell that the words I would say were not so pleasant. But the mom of this natural boy, she understood enough English and by my demeanor at the words I was, I was saying were, they weren't compliments. And this mom, she began to some careful rebuttals saying I, I should do this better, do that better, which I didn't listen to any of it. And we ended that conversation with you know, some more pleasant ways to say goodbye and nice meeting you, etc. I could tell that there was a, a tension between us after the work I said. And as I was, I was leaving that day, I remember I saw a group of the 8th grade parents. They were huddled together talking with one another. And I, told, I remember I called out to them, saying, you know, it's nice meeting you all before leaving school for that day. And on the following Monday, when I returned to actually teach classes, I remember there were the head of the English department, head teacher, he pulled me to one side and made some comments saying, oh, I didn't know that you were going to show up to school on Saturday. 
recognized. Those signs at the open house, they were meant for just, weren't meant for foreign teachers to see, that's why it was in Thai. It was just to notify students, to tell their parents. And then he went on to ask me, all right, so what did you learn from this experience you had, this parent-teacher conference? And I told him, well, a lot of things about individual students, which goes beyond the scope of this conversation, also made a few comments saying that, you know, it was a bit of a role change from being a student in a parent-teacher conference to being a teacher, doing it in a foreign language, which was an experience. Then he contacted I told his head teacher what I said, and after I said, you know, talked about my experience, he told me that next time I wanted to do things something like this, to consult him first so that in Thailand for many decades, he's a British person. He was fluent in Thai, and any miscommunication between the language barriers, the language barrier rather, he would be able to smooth it out. That was just a text for what he said. More importantly though, he said that what I told the ninth grade boy's mom, it may seem true to me and perhaps a lot of other teachers agree with what I have to say, as I'm sure a lot of the other teachers had problems with this particular student as well. It's important to be economical with the truth, not to be so blunt. Of course, me being so idealistic, I didn't want to listen to him. So I just sort of blocked out his words. I was listening, not listening, so to say. And as I reflect back, I realized how childish my behavior was. Allow me to explain. So as I was walking, as I previously said already, I was walking away from the school after finishing the and they were talking with one another, which is what parents do. Parents like to talk with one another, to talk with one another. And there's a good chance that the body of the parents will be turned against me. And I was teaching at a private school at the time, and the thing with private schools, especially in Thailand, is that oftentimes these, these students, as they are paying the school, they're seen as customers. And as the old saying goes, the customer is always right. And by extension, you want to keep your customers happy, as well as your parents, by in correlation. And me needlessly, you know, saying all these things that it didn't help anyone by expressing these thoughts and thought about it. That only serves to make a unneeded enemy. And that's just in a school setting, while in the real world. Well, you don't know in the real world who has power and who doesn't. And the person that does have enemy, well, you don't know if they're going to hurt you or not because you have alienated this person. And a very human truth is this. is that we, we people, we know a lot of things about ourselves and about the people around us. 
oftentimes when other people say it back to us, it makes us angry. The truth sometimes makes us angry. Be very concrete about it. We don't like it when other people say that we're short, we're fat, we're bald, a child is imperfect, etc. We know it's true, but when other people say it, we portray that other person in a negative light. And another example would be, the emperor has no clothes. You know, everyone knows that the emperor is but naked. No one's going to risk aggravating this person in power. Only the child is going to be so ignorant in doing so. Is everyone else, we have inhibitions to protect ourselves. and. These inhibitions help smooth out society. And when others being, oh, I have to be a straight shooter and savings as they are, no matter how much they hurt, I'm not going to make my push or dance around the problem. Sometimes we're going to step on a lot of toes. You may want to step back onto your toes or worse. So the lesson here is. teacher, he said, to be economical with the truth, as it serves, like I've already said, serves two purposes. First would be to get your point across. Oftentimes when you say something that is unpleasant that the other person does not like to hear, well, they're more likely to block it out as to, it looks like they're listening, but they're actually very deep-seated into their way of thinking, and they're going to draw a line in the sand, and they're going to stand up. Actually, reports. 